I don't know about you, but watching people bouncing up and down mattresses and lying themselves up to various machines and uh, working themselves into frenzy and all this sort of thing, it reminds me very much of early newsreel of uh, man's first attempt to fly. You know, you had people diving off cliffs with wings strapped on their arms and uh, all kinds of extremes, basically, uh, because they felt convinced that they could fly, you know, they, they felt convinced that they could achieve it, although there must have been many people at the time who laughed at them and thought they were crazy. And all the time people were, were doing all these various things, trying to pedal themselves up off the ground on machines that collapsed all around them. Uh, all that time, Concord was just waiting to be discovered. Now, to, um, to compare Concord to the spiritual instrument within us, it, I mean, in comparison, it's like a, a matchbox toy, of course. But um, this chart here represents the potential spiritual instrument that's inside all of us. It's not a symbolic representation, it's an actual experience for every one of us who, who have uh, been inside yoga. Now, these channels, these side channels here, there's a yellow one and a blue one, they represent the, um, this, this is the emotional energy, the, the, the part of the, the feminine intuitive part of our being which stores information. Uh, the right side is the physical and mental energy, the masculine side, which uh, plans and organizes and expands, expands uh, physical energy for, you know, whatever. And before, um, before this instrument fully manifests, these are the two channels on which our personality basically, um, basically consists of, uh, of, of these two channels. We're, um, we're, we're learning some experience, we're storing information about what happens to us, uh, and we're planning and organizing and trying to um, work out something for the future. But, uh, and, and in our seeking, we've applied the same approach. And uh, if you looked at those, saw those people on television trying all kinds of things to get up off the ground or whatever they're trying to do, uh, they're, they're using these channels. They're either trying to decondition themselves, or not, they're, they're trying to break down um, conditioning in their subconscious mind, or, or they're trying to uh, perform all sorts of disciplines, uh, they're saying mantras, they're, they're uh, trying to work themselves up, they're doing all kinds of things, trying to somehow try to transcend something, they don't really know what. But basically, these two channels. At the, at the top of the head you see two balloons, which represent the <coughs> ego and superego. The ego being the product of the right channel, which is the, the part of our personality which plans, organizes. And the superego being the subconscious mind, uh, the product of our conditioning. And uh, as a byproduct of the activity of these two channels, these modes of consciousness, if you like, grow all during our early childhood. And uh, at the age of 13 or 14, they completely become the dominant modes of consciousness in the brain. They close off uh, the, the, the soft spot in the head, which is there in the child, which gradually uh, becomes calcified. It, it blocks us <coughs> off. We become an individual identity. And there's a growing awareness that we have to transcend it somehow. Now, various um, religions and philosophies and things through the ages have recommended that we try to lead a fairly balanced 
um, pure life in order to keep this I mean, instrument in a reasonable condition. Uh, some have gone deeper than that and have tried to, to actually uh, reach such a stage of purity and, and balance with these two channels that, that this uh, that the, the what, what they're seeking, like, what they're looking for, is for this energy at the bottom here to manifest. There's a third channel here, and there's an energy represented as a in three and a half coils here, which is Kundalini, known as Kundalini in, in India. Now this this energy, there's been a lot written about it, and uh, I mean it, the, the whole thing is being referred to in, in just about every philosophy and religion in various ways, mostly quite vague. But uh, it's, it's basically the, the spiritual instrument which is, which is being evolved through us, all through uh, the uh, evolutionary process. Each of these subtle centers represent different evolutionary stages in, in man's uh, progress. It also, they also represent, they also control uh, various physical, mental, emotional aspects of our being. I mean, it's a highly uh, sophisticated arrangement, which uh, you know you, you could talk about forever. Really, the, the various subtleties involved in it. Now, uh, during um, during the evolutionary process, uh, various incarnations or universal archetypes have manifested to trigger on mass uh, progress in, in mankind, and they've they've come uh, they've opened out these various chakras. Uh, as a gun tone. For instance, uh, the throat is a Vishuddhi chakra, which is uh, <coughs> ruled by Krishna. And here is the Agya chakra, which is ruled by Christ. And all of the, all of just about everyone who, who um, has become well-known throughout history, uh, as spiritual personalities, play some part in, in building up this instrument. And just as, uh, if you want to fly now, you don't have to start by going off and um, buying a pair of wings or making a pair of wings and trying to make them work. I mean, you just buy a ticket, you get on the plane, because the, the whole thing has progressed to a different stage now. All the way uh, to evolution, this instrument has been uh, becoming perfected and made ready for a stage when it can manifest freely in everyone. Now, before, there have been certain individuals, exceptional individuals, who have achieved the state of balance and purity where this energy, this divine seed, if you like, has germinated. <coughs> uh, very, very few. They're like, Sri um, Mataji says, they're like the first few flowers on, on a, a tree. At a certain stage, blossom time comes. When it can happen for everyone, it's an en masse effect. It's a collective effect. It's not meant for individuals. The, the time has come, basically, when everyone can have it once it. And uh, I mean, this has been hinted at as well in all the various religions. You know, they, in fact, they warn people that there's a purpose to creation, and and that uh, there'll be a, you know, you'll have to face up the consequences of all your actions one day. And uh, I mean, that's because everything you do is recorded inside you on a really deep, subtle level in your chakras. You can't really escape from yourself. Everything you've done. You know, you might rationalise it and justify it in various ways, but uh, when it comes down to it, you, you may find that uh, the reality of the situation is quite different. And because all of the deities on these chakras uh, represent various evolutionary qualities which are essential for the, the operation of those chakras. 
And uh, if, you don't, if you go against them in various ways, you damage yourself, whether you know it or not. But uh, for this um, event to happen, for the, the seed, if you like, to germinate, that, I mean, there's two ways it can happen. One is for very few, in the case of very few, where they reach the stage where they're in exactly the right condition for it to happen spontaneously. Because it is a spontaneous happening. You can't affect this at all by any, anything you do, any physical or mental act you perform, or any emotional, any emotional happening. It doesn't touch the Kundalini at all. There's nothing to do. It's way beyond us. It can either manifest spontaneously when the conditions are right, or it can manifest when it recognizes someone with the authority to awaken it. That is a realized soul. Now, of course, anyone can say they're a realized soul, but um, it's only, only a, in a, with a genuine guru, someone who, who genuinely has spiritual authority, will it actually awaken. And it's, not, uh, it's something you can actually see. Um, on the, this, this, is, this represents the coccyx, the triangular bone at the base of the spine. And when the Kundalini awakens, you can often see it actually pulsating there with your naked eye. It's something which no amount of uh, standing on your head or running around in circles or chanting or anything can affect it. It either happens or it doesn't, whether you, whatever you're doing. And uh, it's like that Kundalini awakening. It, it, it happens in the presence of someone who has the authority. And when that happens, it rises up through these centers up to the top where the topmost chakra, with the Sahasraya chakra, known as the thousand petal lotus, in the brain opens out, or begins to open out. Now it first manifests this energy as, uh, well you can describe it as a cool breeze, but it's more than that, it's something very subtle, very dynamic. It's been referred to, for instance, the, the Christians call it the, uh, the, wind, the wind of the spirit, the wind of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Shankaracharya called it um, uh, Chaitanya Lahiri, the cool vibrations of the, the divine. And the Greeks referred to it as the, the breath of the divine. It's a, a flow, a subtle flow of, of cool vibrations. It's an abstract energy, but it, when, when it touches a topic, it connects you to its abstract nature. It's like a, a seed in each one of us which can uh, grow into, a, into an infinite tree, if you like. When it does uh, pass the Agya Chakra, if you, uh, you may notice the Agya Chakra, this one here, is situated on the crossing between these two channels. When that opens out, it, uh, it creates a space in the present moment between the activity of your subconscious mind, of your conditioning, and the, your, the, uh, the ego, the superconscious mind, your planning, organizing activity. And you enter the present in thoughtless awareness. You just become a witness. And then you can rise higher than those two modes of activity to the Sahastra. And as that begins to open out, you'll, feel, you'll, you'll go deeper and deeper into silence. And you'll feel uh, this flow of cool vibrations start to pour through your being. At the same time, uh, just like um, a computer, if you like, that's being plugged into the main, so this whole instrument comes to life. And you start feeling all these centers inside you. You find different parts of your, your hands, it's, it's shown here, completely here. You find that these different parts of your hands, and also feet, the hands are the most sensitive, though, 
correspond to different chakras as the <coughs> colors indicate. Now this is something very uh, distinct. You, you find a new vibratory awareness manifest, which, by which you'll, you'll know the condition of your chakras. You'll know, uh, as you get to know the decode, the, vib the vibratory language, if you like. I mean, it's a very simple thing. It just happens. All you have to do is, is, is learn what it means by uh, verifying it and experimenting with it for yourself. But it's a collective phenomenon. You'll find that you are... I mean, a lot of being said about cosmic consciousness. But, I mean, nobody really knows what it is. It, it's been applied to anything that's any strange experience. But, but um, what happens when you do achieve self-realization, the first stage, is that you become collectively conscious. You can not only feel your own chakra, but you can feel other, other people. Well, Matthew's just arrived, so uh, I'll leave it to myself. So many people are seeking the truth. This is only possible because we have reached a stage of our evolution that we do feel that there must be something beyond. We have tried everything before. Like today I received a letter from a boy from Australia. He must have been to all the gurus of the world. What a seeker, I felt. What a seeker he was. To begin with, he did science, then did music, then did painting. He felt that he has not found any peace, any joy. And then he started going to different people to find out where does this joy lie. But even to be aware that there is something beyond, that we have to seek that joy itself is very significant of this modern times. Modern times are highly blessed, I must say, really very much blessed. It was never so before. Today I get another news from Brighton that Archbishop of Black magic has got realization. I said, Oh God. <laughs> I mean, just think of it. What a blessing it is pouring down. How can it work out that so good? I mean, when I was here in the beginning with six people struggling for four years, when I think of it, just touch them and they get it. That means the time, the blossom time, is in its full bloom, absolutely in full action. Now let us see what are we seeking and what God Almighty has done, nature has done for us. And why are we seeking? Why are we not satisfied with what we have? We have sufficient to eat, we are not starving people, we are not just surviving. But still what makes us seek? What is there within us that has made us seek something beyond? It's better we understand ourselves. As I tell you about it, but I would request you to keep yourself open to what I say. That means like a scientific approach towards a thing. That whatever I say to you is not to be accepted blindfolded, not necessarily. It won't help me either that way. 
Blindness is not going to help, but to keep yourself open so that we see something beyond, we feel something beyond. Like the hypothesis comes forward, like a theory, even say the theory of relativity is still not being proved beyond doubt, but it is accepted. But the theory that God exists and that you are a part or parcel of that great thing and that you have within yourself a spirit in your heart can be actualized, can be actualized and should be seen from that. If it can be actualized, it's the greatest thing that could happen to human beings. Within us lives, if you see here clearly, this is of course an hypothesis which you may not have heard about, doesn't matter. Because all this research I'm talking to you about, or all these theories that are theory for you today, may not be tomorrow, of course, but these are not the work of one day or two days, but thousands of years of the nature that created human beings and of the human beings, those who went into the search of the truth. Just like anything, I would say that there is, say, gravity existing in the Mother Earth. But it was found out by human beings. So first it was created by some force and was found out by human beings in the same way. This all was created within us. I was then later on discovered by human beings who shut themselves away from the mundane research of the world and the mundane things people are seeking and went into themselves and tried to find out what are we here for. So it's the culmination today that is working out as our mass realization. It's the culmination of all this search and the culmination of all this knowledge which is now being expressed, which is very rightly described in the Bible, in all the scriptures that at this time it has to happen. The greatest of all was your great poet, is William Blake, who has very clearly described these days. After realization you will know his importance. Perhaps in this country people have thought him to be a visionary, and some sort of a clinical action going in his head that he saw all these things. But whatever he has said is coming true, every word of it. And to understand it, you have to have this new awareness about which we are talking. So within us lies these three powers. The first one, as you see, as the blue one, which arises from the right side and goes down on the left side. This is the power that exists within us is a very subtle power which runs into our brain and into the medulla oblongata. And this power is the power we have got by which we desire. This is the power gives us our past preservation, by which we have our past intact, which man it manifests our past. All our conditioning and the psyche, as, as Freud has put it, or you can say, the psychologist, is this part. 
This is not the whole, this is just a part. But as I say, these psychologists are also, they are not the people who are seen inside, they are not seers. So whatever they have said about human beings is partial. And that partial thing that they have described to psyche is only one third part, which also they have not been able to enter into, inside out, but outside it. So they have not been able to understand it fully. So this is the past, this is the place where we condition ourselves and accumulate all our past experiences. That's how our personality is built, that's how our desires are built. So this is the power which gives us the desiring capacity. Now desire, as you know, is the desire of the heart, or you can say it's an emotional side of life. It's not concrete, it's not, it's abstract, which is really a desire for the, say, the castle of uh, uh, a, a big lord or somebody, but we may not get it at all. So the desire is more abstract. Then we have the other power, which you see there in the yellow color, is the power by which we execute this desire. We work it out. It's the power of action by which we put it into action through our physical or our mental efforts. This one stands for our future. We plan things through it. And we think about the future and is our mental and physical being which is looked after by this. <coughs> the central power is the power of our evolution by which we have evolved. The scientists would say that we were monkeys or we were amoeba, amoeba or something like that. But they do not know how to explain why we became human beings like this. I mean, such a beautiful thing like human beings. <coughs> why it was created? What was the need to create with such a lot of effort and such a lot of scanning out? Why this evolution took place? Science doesn't answer that why. It just says it is so. All right. They have found out that there has been evolution and lots of things went out of the circulation of evolution, out of which human being came up and he is the one who is standing on this earth as the real, the, we can say the ultimate, the culmination of evolutionary power. So this evolution has taken place to us in the central path which gives us <coughs> the power of evolution, but its power comes to us by our sustenance. For example, a carbon atom has, say, it's the tetravalent, it has four valencies. Then this carbon atom, atom starts attracting to itself. H ions and O ions and all these start creating a living cell. Now the living cell again grows into higher animals and higher animals till you become a human being. Now this process of evolution that takes within us takes place because you have to become something. I mean, you are not purposeless. There must be some purpose to this evolution. The sustenance within us comes by different, uh, we call it dharma, you see, sustenance or in English language, they say religion, but religion can make us frightened of ourselves. Religion means your qualities. Human beings have ten qualities. They have to have ten, ten qualities or ten sustenance. For example, gold is untarnishable. 
Gold is untarnishable and that is the quality of gold whenever you go. Carbon has four valencies. In the same way, everything, the quality of a thing, of an element, in the same way, the human being has ten qualities it has to have, maintain ten qualities. Once if he has maintained these ten qualities, he can jump into the higher awareness where he has to be. So these ten qualities are what we call is the dharma. According to Sanskrit language, it's easier to understand. Dharayati sadharma means the one which is sustained within us is our dharma. It's not what uh, XYZ has told you or it is written here or anything, but it is absolutely an innate quality. A human being must retain within himself to be there. And this one is the central part which gives you this quality by which you are a human and you have those ten qualities established with you. Now this is what nature has done for you. That nature has given you these three powers. And that nature has brought you up to a point, up to the threshold that you have to enter into a new realm of other. It's the work of nature. Nature has worked out also these centers for you. Now these are seven centers basically, like seven notes in the music, basically. But there are twelve, you can say, again, saying basically, and there are thousands of these centers within us, which are all worked out very carefully by nature to be there. Now these, all these cells, centers are there to give us a different uh, help in different realm of our life. For example, for physical being, for emotional being, for our mental being, for our spiritual being, these centers are created. It's a very great thing that is done by nature. Apart from that, very important thing has been done to bring forth this evolution is to send an aspect of divinity on this earth, an aspect of divinity on this earth to emancipate, to lead the people. To lead a fish, a fish game, to lead the tortoise, a tortoise game, to lead the human beings also, person like my spirit on this earth. They created these centers. For example, Christ has created the center that you can see there at the cross here. This is the window of that. This is the window of Christ arrived. Now, if you don't mind, I'll talk about Christ. If there are Jews, they should know that Moses is very important too for us because Moses is the one who built up this green area for us. So nobody should feel hurt if I talk of Christ. It's very difficult to keep with everyone in one lecture, but all of them are our leaders of our evolution. All of them are, like Christ has said, those who are not against me are with me. Who are those? I mean, they did not give him time even to talk the way he was killed in three, four years' time. Imagine for four years I was studying for six surgeries in London. In four years, what could Christ do? But crucifixion itself is a very big thing which he was supposed to do for a special purpose by which 
whatever mistakes you have committed or so-called sins or whatever you have done against God, He came on this earth to ask for forgiveness for all of you. And for that, He killed Himself or crucified, got Himself crucified. There's no need. He's a very, very powerful personality. He's extremely powerful personality. In Sanskrit language, he's called as Mahavishnu. And He has got 11 Rudras, means 11 destroying powers, and which He's going to use later also. Now, this may be a little odd to you to hear that Mother is saying all this about Christ, but we can prove it. It can be proved that it was Christ who came on this earth, on this center within us. Because when this power, which is going to give you your meaning, the power which is going to give you your self-realization, which resides in the triangular bone, as you see, is the pure desire of God Almighty, the pure desire of divine power, that you should get your realization. It is not yet awakened. If it had been, it would have been lost. So it is called as a residual because it has created the whole human being. Still it is sleeping. It has not manifested itself. And this power, Kundalini, is the power you can see there in the triangular bone, in three and a half coil, sleeps for this awakening. And when she rises, when she comes up to this point and stops, we have to take the name of Christ, otherwise it won't rise. All these centers, which are governed by one of these leaders who came on this earth as human beings, to save us, to protect us, to guide us, to give us our sustenance, all of them are so important at different points that we have to find out at what point this Kundalini stops. With your naked eyes, you can see the pulsation of the Kundalini. With the naked eye, you can see the rising of the Kundalini. And you can see the breaking of the Kundalini here. If you put your hand there in the beginning, you might feel a little throbbing. And the throbbing disappears. At that time, you start feeling in your hand a cool breeze blowing. Cool breeze of the Holy Ghost, as you can say, is blowing from your hand. It's actualization. This is to prove all the scriptures and all the incarnations and all the prophets who came on this Of course, also to prove those who are false, who have been false. When there is light, you can make out what is right and what is wrong. But this actualization that you become, your awareness, develop that awareness, that new dimension in your awareness by which you can feel within yourself the power of God flowing through you as cool breeze. Now one may say it's psychological. Oh, I don't may. I see because people are too brainy, I mean a bit too much brainy. You have to be slightly less balanced with the heart, but doesn't matter. It works with everyone now, so it doesn't matter. Now this idea that it can be psychological, yes, why not? And whatever is unknown is not divine. But that also can be true, that it is divine. It's very simple. I don't know why people don't employ this method for finding out anything whatsoever. Once you have these powers flowing through you, you'll be surprised that it starts answering your questions, like a computer. If you ask a question, for example, is there God? you get a big 
blow off that piece. If you ask about a fake person, is he a real person, immediately stop. <coughs> Not only that, but you become collectively conscious. You become, like you have said, you have to become collectively conscious in your next step of evolution. You become. Not by only saying that we are all brothers and sisters, there should be no race, creed and religion. It just happens to you. Means what? Even these children who are sitting here are born realized. They can say what chakras you are catching. They can just feel it. And say what centers you are catching because only your fingers. These are five, six and seven fingers, seven places. You can say what center they are catching. I am just here to decode it. Now if I have decoded it, I told you that this center means this. This center means feeling guilty, which is very common now. Everybody is feeling guilty for nothing. Else. You need a big bit. I mean, it should not be there. It's ocean of love I'm talking about. And what is there to feel guilty? What guilt can you have? What we say can you compared to what's love? So feeling guilty, oh, I should not have done this mistake or anything, whatever I say, I don't know, I, I didn't say anything like that. But sometimes it happens, works out, that people start criticizing themselves and this center practice. It's called as left, we should be this size. They have spondylitis with that. They have problems on the neck. Most of the people have problems in the neck. It's all due to feeling guilty. You'll be surprised. And this is very true that you all can feel your own centers and the center suffer. You will feel your own power flowing. Of course, maybe in the first shot you may not all get realization, may not, but don't get worried about it. Again, if you start worrying, it will not work out. Keep it open, it will work. But once you get it, you have to establish it a little bit. You have to understand it. And you will be amazed when you will know the laws of the divine Oh, they are fantastic. That's why uh, Adi Shankaracharya said that this whole world is mitya, the whole world is absolutely false. Truth is only the divine power. Brahma Shakti. This is the Brahma Shakti as you call it. And then you are, you are amazed how it works and how it manifests itself through you. You think, oh, how could I? I, after all, you see, I am no good mother. What, how can it? But it does. I mean, do you know thousands of years have been spent in creating you? How can you be something insignificant? The whole stage is laid for you, especially for seekers. Seekers are the nearest and the nearest for God's power. Don't start counting your sins because, as I said, Christ, if he is awakened within you, he sucks in all your so-called karmas and your <coughs> sins. This idea of giving you that there are karmas, many gurus talk that. You have got karmas, so you must suffer, and we are just suffering. Why? Why should you suffer when Christ has suffered for you? Why should you suffer? So we are sitting down and suffering and writing stories of our sufferings. Suffering is only one that you have not met yourself. That separation is the suffering. You have not yet met your own spirit. Your spirit has not yet manifested. It's the only suffering you have. And once that happens, everything goes with the wind. And the wind flows and you can feel that thing happening. 
the subject matter is too deep and very extensive. I don't know when will I be able to say that now it's done, no more. But it is very expensive. Today there are lots of new people, so I have said something which is basically needed to explain what is Sahaja Vaya. Sahaja, Saha means with, Ja means born. It is spontaneous. Martin Luther said that, that it's a spontaneous happen. But the disciples of Martin Luther flouted. Anybody who said anything, you, all these incarnations, all these prophets, whatever they said, human beings know how to make a pickle out of it. See, they did it. Every one of them made such a mess of everything. I'm surprised. How can human beings think of making them so dead and finished, like the flowers on the tree, are so living and nice and spontaneous? But they pick them up as their own. They say, this is mine, this is mine. And you know, they thrive on the same energy of spontaneity. It is absolutely spontaneous. It has nothing to do with any doing or effort. It's absolutely spontaneous. Surprisingly, the word for effortlessness is also sahaja. Spontaneous and sahaja is the same. Like spontaneously we become human beings. What did we do to become human beings from monkeys? Did we cut our tails? We didn't do anything like that. We just became spontaneously. What does a fruit uh, do to become a fruit, just the flower becomes a fruit. It's all built in. The whole map is built within us. This is the map that we have within us, which is going to give you a self-realization. It is your right to have it. Not only that, but the divine is anxious to I can tell you, very anxious. That's why there are so many sisters on this. Also, certain diseases like cancer and all that can only be cured through Sahaja there's no other way out. Cancer is a blessing of this so-called horrible modern times. And the cure of it also lies with the modern times. In the modern times only this Amar's evolution was possible. On the mental side people are so maddened, so confused, so upset, suffering from so many troubles of the mind. I mean, every third person you find is a robot, I have a fuzzy head. Tensions and all these complications of the nervous systems and all that, they are all because we have not found our meaning. We have to find our meaning. Unless and until we are connected with the maze, we are not going to find the working of our being. So far, whatever we have been worked out as human beings was in our own idea that we thought, I like this and I like that. This is good, that is what. But quite confused, this is so really. But after you have found out your meaning, the spirit is so universal that everybody will say the same, that this is correct and this is not. There's no difference of opinion. Everyone feels the same way. It's not out of I love, as they say, that you love each other. You just love, you can't help it. You are in it. You just drop down into the power of love of God. You just can't help it. You become that. You cannot help it. You have to do it. It becomes part and parcel for every one of us. Then we don't have to sit down and think about love. 
it just pours and pours out of us and pours and pours within us. What is God is nothing but love. His grace is His love. Really it is to be seen and felt within ourselves that He has created us into human beings out of His love. Because He is the most loving, <coughs> caring and generous Father we have who wants to bestow all His blessings upon us and He is so anxious that you should enter into His kingdom to adorn you with all His graces and beauties and all His overwhelming love that His just it should happen to all of you. It should happen. I'm just a catalyst, you can say, because I don't want your ego to come up. Some people do come up with ideas saying that, why you, mother? I said, now this is terrible, you know. You better be there. In my place, if you can do it, I'll be very happy. It's a thankless job. You better do it. I would like to retire. But the trouble is, I have to be there. Just somehow I have put there, see, for this job. So if this is my job and you are put for this job, you shouldn't mind it. You can do it the same. One enlightened life can enlighten other lives. So it is not necessary to feel that why mother is the first or somebody. It could be you. But he chose me somehow. I don't know what happened to him. That he thought I would be the best to do this job. Maybe I have too much patience with people, perhaps. Maybe. Or I have too much time. Maybe that. I don't know what it is that decided him that I should take up this upon myself. But you should know that there's somebody who really loves you. And that I can see that spirit within. I can see. You don't see, but I see that star sparkling. And that's why I work day in and day out that you should see that, you should feel that, and you should get your own powers. That's all. I think people can't understand anyone who could be like that. But I suffer from my own love, you know. I think it is too much, and I don't know what to do with it. If you can understand it, it will be better for me and better for you. That there's somebody who just loves, just out of love. Everything is done out of love. And for this, you should never talk of paying and all that. It's very insulting. You can't pay for it. Must know that you cannot pay for love. You cannot pay for love. It is so invaluable. One should not even talk about it. It's insulting. So I would request you to see that you get your realization to establish it properly, to understand what are the implications of it, and not to just deny it, because it is for you, for you, the seekers, this is the best, because otherwise you'll be seeking all your life. You have to stop it at, at the point you have to find it and get it. And those who get it, start thinking about it, you can't think about it, it's beyond thinking. You become thoughtlessly aware to begin with. And when she pierces through here, yeah, then you, what, what can you do? Because without any thinking you have got it. By thinking, if you could get that it would be the easiest to go into the library, sit down and think. But by thinking, you cannot get it. It's a happening that takes place. It's a living happening. And everything living is done without thinking. That is what is to be understood. And whatever was possible in this short time, I've been able to tell you. But as I said, it's a very big subject. If you have any questions, I would like to answer them. May God bless you.
that is done because they are born realized. There are many children who are born realized in this country. Surprise, in England we have so many children who are born realized. And if you people do not understand what is realization is, these children are going to suffer. These are going to suffer, we never understand them, never. They talk in a different language, you know.
seeing the new line, the new horizon. And that's how you change. And laughing at things is natural when you become that. Right? When you they show Christ, thank you, thank you, like that. Never believe such stories. He was a healthy, charming man with a very healthy face. He could carry a cross. I would challenge any wrestler of this country to carry such a thing. Such a powerful man, they show him like a uh, skeleton because they themselves are like that. So, no use feeling guilty about it, but doing something about it is important. And that's what is going to work it out. If you want to really help, get to yourself, know yourself, know your powers. And once you are powerful, you are so dynamic with your love that you can transform the whole world. You can. I know one gentleman who came to Sahaja Yoga. In India, in a village, he's transformed 10,000 people. The poverty goes up. Of course, you don't become like Mr. Ford, who's running after money, materialistic. But their problems get solved. It is said in the Gita that yoga kshema vahamya. If you get your realization yoga, then I look after your well-being. It is true, it happens. You won't believe. It happens that way. After all, from where does this wealth come in? From where are all these bounties coming? Not money, but the rest of it. All that is fulfilled. You solve your problems. If you are standing in the water and the waves are coming to you, then you are afraid of it. But if you get into the boat, you can see that. And you can enjoy. Not only that, but you may be able to help others to get out of it. That is the situation. All right? Because whatever you have done by worrying and feeling guilty, you have achieved nothing. So try a new method. At least try a new method. Any other question? Do you advocate uh, meditation? Pardon? Do you advocate meditation? Yeah. But uh, you see, the idea of meditation is not the way we understand, is to sit down cross-legged for hours together and be lost to the whole world. Not that. I'm in meditation all the time. You are in meditation. You cannot do meditation. You are in meditation. When you are one with your spirit, you we need not do anything like that. But sometimes you just want to look into yourself. You can just sit down and enjoy yourself in spare time. But not to waste your time sitting, arranging. You see, people arrange. I have seen that when they go into meditation, they arrange all the seeds, these, that, get all the paraphernalia, and just think about what to cook next. <laughs> But here you are in that state. It's a state, meditative state, into which you are. So you don't have to waste any time meditating. You are there, just there. I think all these trees and all they are meditating, aren't they? They are one with the whole. But we have lost our connection deliberately for some development within us. They do not know that they are in meditation, but we will know that. This is the difference. We will be aware of it. Not that kind of meditation where people say they'll fly at this nonsense. See, the flying business is not here on. I don't know why people want to become birds or to become frogs. It's absurd. You have to become something higher. 
and it has to happen within everybody has said you have to be born again now what does that mean vijaha means born again only two things are called as vijas ek first the one who is a realized soul and another one is the bird like the egg has to become the bird it has to become the bird every dimension of it or i it's a state of new awareness i was told it was a state that leads to realization no danger at all can there be any danger is all described about kundalini i know we see these people have written books on kundalini horror absolutely horror taken from them me they don't know where the kundalini is somebody says it is here somebody says somebody there they don't know anything about it and writing such big books you see anybody can write anything about god i'm surprised even hitler used to talk about god and even napoleon used to talk about god everybody talked about god there's no law to forbid them and these are the people most unauthorized kundalini is a very dear thing to you she is the only mother you have got and she, you are the only child she has and she is the holiest of holy and she is looking after you and she will mother you she is not going to give you any trouble at all not at all but for example now this archbishop of uh, black magic <laughs> he got his realization and then when he went into his house he started seeing things flying out from here there and all that and he got frightened but you see if you are doing such things you see the spirits try to again show their temptation you see they try to create a temptation for for a while but if you understand that you don't want all these things they disappear these are all temptations they come to you a little bit but not to normal people even so archbishop of canterbury comes to me he may have some problems but not you people <laughs> Yes, there are many other. You see, all these chakras are there. The first chakra is down below. The first one is for innocence. The first thing that was created on this world uh, was innocence, and the second one is for our creativity, and the third one is for our evolution. Actually, the green one is for our evolution. The one that is higher is for our security, and the high, he, the one here is for our collective consciousness. and this one is for forgiveness and the last one is for our realization there are all the seven centers in the limbic area which are integrated and when you get your realization all these centers get integrated and because the deities there are awakened and it starts working out its own manifestation it's fantastic it's fantastic so actually it's a gift is it the fact it's a gift yes of course it's a gift You can't acquire it yourself. It has to be given by God. Yes, of course. But He's so gracious. He's anxious to give. That's the main part. Even in taking gift, we think we should return. There's no return. It's just it. It's just good. It's just giving. That's all. You cannot value it in material way. That it's a gift. Supposing I give you something of uh, two pounds, you give me something of three pounds. It's not like that. It's just giving, like the sunshine. It's a gift, gift of God. We cannot demand it. We cannot demand it, but it works. If somebody is so gracious, won't it work out? 
like the sun's rays, you see. We need not demand it, but we can have it. But supposing you run away from it and hide yourself somewhere and they said, oh, I didn't get any sunshine, then you can't blame the sun. <laughs> you have to expose yourself. Just expose. Any other question? Yes. Um, Say it little loudly. Yeah, um, loud. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, meditation supposed to the nerves. What is it? Does our meditation supposed to soothe the nerves? Does your meditation not? Yes, soothe the nerves, relaxes the nerves. Yes, it does relax and complete. It feels very relaxed, very relaxed, very blissful, absolutely blissful. You can feel even sometimes, see, when after realization, many must have felt it, a cool sort of thing feeling coming up and completely relaxed. Right? It's great. It's simply relaxed. Relaxes, blissful. You become at least ten years younger next day. How does one achieve realization? How does one achieve that realization? That's the point. That's what I'm coming to now. That's exactly the point. This question had to come to me. You have to just ask for it. So we are all at that threshold to have it, isn't it? Will you please put your hands towards me like this, just like this. And close your eyes. Put both the feet straight. Even if you don't want to put on the ground, you can put it there, but it should be straight. Connected with the somehow mother. And put your hands straight. Just straight. Again. Say I'm not guilty is important because all of you have this problem. So just say within yourself that I'm not guilty. Say it fast. If you want uh, to have realization, then you must know that how can guilty people have realization? You should not judge yourself. Who are you to judge? Let the divine judge you. Just say, I'm not guilty. Just in your heart of heart, say, I'm not guilty. For anything whatsoever. Close your eyes. Just say that. That's going to help me a lot. Close your eyes. Just say, I am not guilty. Close your eyes. You have to keep your eyes closed because when the Kundalini rises at the eye level, then your, if your eyes are open, then it doesn't rise because there is dilatation of the pupil that takes place, you see. So please keep your eyes open and keep better eyes. Now watch your mind, you'll find there's no thought in your mind. If when the Kundalini rises about Agya, there's no thought. No thought.
Just start getting the full breathing now. Just put the head aside. Just see, close your eyes, enjoy it. Just don't think much. When you get it, don't think about it. Just leave it. It will work. Just it will work. Close your eyes. Just put your eyes. I'm working on that. You just put your hands straight like that. Just enjoy yourself. Those who have got it, just put your hands like this and close your eyes. Put your hands on your laps if you want to. If you have got the two breeze, it's better to put on them. Don't start thinking about it. It should work out. It will work out. I'm sure it will. You have to forgive. You have to forgive. First of all, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. That's very important because if you are the temple of God, you cannot have a temple which is all the time thinking it's no good. You have to forgive yourself. You are the one who has to get realized. So forgive yourself. Don't blame yourself for anything. Forgive yourself. That's very important. That's what I mean by saying, I'm not guilty. Just forgive yourself. You must forgive yourself to begin with. <coughs> then forgive us. Say twice. I forgive everyone. Just say that. Saying itself will help you. You'll feel very relieved if you say that, that I forgive everyone. Now, without feeling guilty, ask for forgiveness. If you have done any mistake, forgive us. Just ask for forgiveness from God Almighty. Just ask for forgiveness. Without feeling guilty about it. When you are asking for forgiveness, you are forgiven. So don't feel guilty about it. Just ask twice. It will work out. Now ask for your realization. Mother, give us our realization. Just ask this within yourself twice. Put your right hand on the heart. Right hand on the heart, left hand towards me. And now ask for forgiveness. One forgiveness has to be asked that I have not paid sufficient attention to my spirit. 
That's one forgiveness one has to ask. But not to feel guilty about it. That's one thing very important. Now put your right hand towards me and left hand on the liver here. Some people have liver problems. Here, on the liver, here, down below. Here, it's the liver. Let's press it like this a little. Right hand towards me. Watch me without thinking. It will work out. Without thinking. Thinking gives you liver. Like this, put the hand like this. Straight towards me. And press the liver. Or keep the hand like this now. <coughs> it's cooling down. Hand is cooling down a bit. to open the windows or the viewers are in the TV. Hmm, better now? Still or not? Still or not? Throw it away, look at it. Throw it away. Right is very hard. It's all right, the heat will go. Just put it. Better? Open the windows. Just. Sorry, whichever you can open. Hmm, better. It just works out. You see what you said? Work Let it be, I think. Yes, open them. It's better. Yes, open them. We have so much heat, we can supply to the whole of London. Don't be that serious. <laughs> it's the play of God, you see. It is just his play. We become so serious. Children do. They just play and throw it away. They're not bothered. They're not involved. They just play. That's how God is played. That's enough. Is that you feeling the food in the heart? 
com os lugares sem ele. Don't think about your smoking, all right? Mm, that, that means much better now. Mm, looking up. I must uh, thank Ruth for her kindness towards Sahaja Yoga because she wrote such a nice article, you see. It could approach people. I hope other medias also take kindly to us. You see, because we don't pay any money or anything, so people don't take that much. Read. All right? How are you feeling? Feeling relaxed now? now? Put both the hands. Let's see. If you work out, have patience with yourself <coughs> to begin with. your eyes, enjoy yourself. Just enjoy yourself. Now don't think about it. That's one thing. Don't think is the first mantra. Don't think about it. Just enjoy. Because you'll drop it soon if you think. Let it be established. It takes about seven, eight days to establish itself. So they will tell you what is to be done to establish. Cooling down. Just allow yourself to drift into that so that you enjoy it fully. It's a very great impact. The first moment of realization is very great and you must remember it. Just enjoy it. Let it go. Let it go. It become that. Allow yourself to be completely dissolved into it. So it becomes a beautiful memory in your heart of your realization point. Now don't worry about the Kundalini if it comes down or we know how to work it out. We have to sprout it first of all. You will also know how to work it out. Okay? Are you all right? Are you all right? Good. Close your eyes, go deep in yourself. This is your own depth, it is your own beauty. Just try to enjoy your own beauty. This is yourself. Yourself is manifesting this. Just enjoy yourself. Allow it to work out. Don't doubt it, don't doubt yourself. After realization, you really become master of yourself and you can mold your life as you like.
You can also feel the cool breeze coming out of your head from the fountain area. This is your baptism. Just